Prime is a business and culture podcast that focuses on the experiences of minority women climbing up the corporate ladder. It is not intended to discriminate against those who are not considered minorities. However, it is intended to bring awareness to the workplace and, well, you. So when they come knocking trying to find me, I tell them all. You know the story, amateurs turn winners. What's up, everyone? And a very happy Tuesday to you and yours. Thank you so much for joining us on the Corporate Climb today. It's your girl, Danielle, and my co-host. We're here today to talk about, ooh, Uh this is spicy, Sparks. This is real spicy. I like this one. Ooh. We're going to talk about, Sparks, how are we going to talk about? I'm too excited. <laughs> We're going to talk about women who don't support women in the workplace. This is so good because I feel like everybody wants to talk about this, but no one is talking about it. So, yeah. What's up? Get that mad look off your face. I see you through the speakers. Why some of you women got the scrunchy face on? Like, mm, I know she ain't about to talk about me. Mm, I don't be doing that. Mm. Get out of here. Did you just say the scrunchy face? What is a scrunchy face? I mean, break this down for me. I believe real quick. the scrunchy, scrunchy face. face. I believe the scrunchy face, Sparks. Correct me if I'm wrong. The scrunchy face is the permanent mm-hmm face, you know, that like scrunch of the nose. Your nostrils are like cringed up in the corner. You got the pucker lips on. Your eyes are all squinted. Like mm, you mad? Like the scrunchy face, permanent face. <laughs> yeah, that's not right. <laughs> well, listen, everyone. I am super excited on this Tuesday morning to talk about women who don't support women in the workplace. I feel like this is such a relevant topic, not just to me in my career, because I got some stories, right? But I think a lot of women go through this during their corporate climb, their employee experience, and they just can't vocalize it. We know it exists. We're like, something is not right with this picture. This person, this woman, this manager, this executive is telling me that she supports women in the workplace. But every time I go to do something, she does something to like bring me down or give me busy work or make me second guess myself. And it's just, you know, it's real. It happens. So I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it because uh, this has just been like, it is a battle that I have been trying my hardest to just throughout my corporate client. That's okay. It's it's an ongoing struggle. I'm a work in progress when it Mm -hmm. comes to this, but half the battle is talking about it, right? So let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Yes, let's talk about it and let's get into it. But before we do all that, big thank you to our partners over at Garden State Council, Sharon and HRMA of Princeton. Back to you, Danielle. Thanks, guys. And thank you so much, HRMA of Princeton and Garden State Council of Sharon for making some of this very, very possible and believing in the dream. So I appreciate you. We thank you over here at the Corporate Climb. And without further ado, let's get into it. Oh, boy. Listen, I am going to quote a very famous quote by former Secretary of State, Mrs. Madeleine Albright. Mrs. Albright was at an event for the WNBA, an inclusion event, and she said, there is a special place in hell for women who don't support women. Now, do I believe that? I will let you figure that out by the time we are done with this episode. I think people could figure that out now. You don't even have to wait. (laughs) But, you know... 
there's something to be said about women who just don't allow other women to climb their corporate ladder without a fight, a struggle. Uh, women who don't help other women get to where they need to be or show them the ropes that allowed them to get to where they are today. I mean, you have to kind of pay it forward in a sense. How are other people supposed to be successful without other people showing them how to be successful and not people in general, people like them, people who they can relate to because they're more inclined to listen to someone like them than they are to someone who's not. It's, it's no different than when we turn on the radio and we hear a sample of a song from a new artist. We have, we don't even know, right? But we know and recognize that beat or that vibe or something. And we're like, oh, that takes me back to this place. I recognize that. I can relate to that. Let me listen in a little more. It's no different. Women should be showing other women how to get to where they need to be, mentoring them, coaching them, guiding them, leading them to a place that they deem successful. Because other women are more likely to listen to other women than they are other people that aren't like them. That's so true. And it's not just women, right? It's people in general. I'm more likely to listen to someone I can relate to, someone that has a kind of like me syndrome, than I am to someone who I feel I can't relate to. There's just a level of comfort. And knowing that that someone is kind of sort of like me, so I'm going to listen a little bit deeper than I would if it was somebody that I can't relate to. That's very normal. Absolutely. 100% normal. In fact, I have a story to share, a personal experience of mine. When I was at a confidential company, some time had passed, and I had noticed that I was being treated a little bit differently. And as it progressed and the days turned into weeks, et cetera, et cetera, I noticed, I'm like, you know what? This person has an issue with me, whether it's conscious or unconscious, there is a bias going on because of things I can't control, like my gender and or my race. So I went to my boss at the time, who was a white male, and I'm explaining to him the story with valid points and reasons for feeling the way I did. But because he 100% couldn't relate to my feelings and what was going on, he couldn't help me in a manner that was going to be effective. And he knew that. He knew there was a problem. He had witnessed the problem, but he couldn't help me, guide me on how to effectively navigate myself through the workplace, uh, you know, without being so stressed on his own. So he reached out to a resource and I am so thankful for that moment. I'm so thankful for that moment for two reasons. One, if you cannot help someone, but you have the resources that you think could help them, share your resources. Share your resources because that that mentorship and that coaching doesn't necessarily have to come from your supervisor. It doesn't necessarily even have to come from somebody you work with. But we can't figure things out on our own. People are here to help other people. People help people. Coaches coach teams. Teams go on because of that coaching to win games. We all have to help each other. So in part, 
He gives me this resource. She and I get on the phone, you know, virtual call, whatever it may be today. And he gave me a resource that he knew could relate to me and I could relate to her. She's an African-American woman. She had much more experience in the workplace than I do because she had been working much longer than I have. And I'm sharing her my stories and telling her what I'm going through. And because she had experienced it herself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she was able to coach me in a way that allowed me to take mental notes, Mm -hmm. go back to work in the days ahead, use her guidance to help me help this individual and our situation play nicer in the sandbox, right? She helped me continue to climb my corporate ladder and go forward in my corporate journey in a mannerism that I probably would have never been able to do without taking some guidance from someone who had already been there and done that, right? The issue is, and we're going to get into a, a true researched research that will give what I'm about to say some some validity. The reason is there are some women in the workplace who feel as though because they had to struggle that you have to struggle. They don't have to give you the secret sauce. You need to figure it out on your own because they had to figure it out on their own. So they think (laughs) this individual wasn't that woman. This individual was a woman who had characteristics, traits that I hope to master at some point in my career so I can pay it forward to the next woman and hopefully be of some assistance because I would have been there and done that. And I'm thankful to that manager that provided me that connection that allowed me to gain some knowledge that I will always keep with me in my back pocket as I continue to climb this ladder. But again, and studies have proven this, a lot of women will not help other women. They will not support other women because they feel as though that person needs to go through what they went through. Period. So good. I just want to pause the cause for one second. If you like what you hear, follow us on Twitter at The Corp Climb. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, so check us out there. We are live every Tuesday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you don't wake up early or you missed an episode, that's okay. You can check out all of our episodes by going to our website at www.thecorporateclimbshow.com. Click tune in and you'll have access to everything. Back to you, Danielle. When I was doing some research on this subject, and before we go further, I have to tell you guys that I will always do research and provide sources and a level of education in my podcast, in these episodes, always. Because I don't ever want people to feel like this is just my opinion, right? I want you to have some secret sauces too, some resources that you can extend your hand, click, and, and, and go for some guidance. It doesn't just have to come from me because a lot of my knowledge comes from other people. And if I can provide you those resources and connect you to those people, so long as they're willing to connect, I will gladly do that because I'm a firm believer in people helping people. The more we help each other, the better we will be, period. That's that's my philosophy. 
So I was I was doing some research and I came across this article that was written in Forbes magazine January of 2021 by a gentleman named Dr. Sean Andrews. And Dr. Sean Andrews had said that, you know, he recognized that this was a topic that, you know, a lot of people won't talk about because they really can't they can't figure it out. You know, much like myself, I couldn't figure it out at first why this was happening and why throughout my corporate climb. A, a lot of times I was getting blocked by women. I couldn't figure it out. I was like, what is going on? You know, and I, I would take it personally. Um, until I didn't anymore. Um, But I came across this article and I read it. And he said, on top of what we just talked about, how women want other women to struggle just like they did, there is a few other points he brought uh, into the article. And I wanted to bring it to your attention. Possibly you can relate to it or possibly you've seen it or it's been done to you. One of the first reasons that he said women don't support women in the workplace or in general is this rule, this invisible rule that women have created called the power dead even rule. And that power dead even rule has two bases, power and self-esteem. Two bases, all right? There's, there's, there's two formulas in this invisible rule. And long story short, what it pretty much means is this. Women will get along with women so long as the power and self-esteem is even. So if we're looking at it as if it was a seesaw, if I'm on one end of the seesaw and another woman is on the other end of the seesaw, so long as that seesaw is balanced, our relationship will be fine. But the moment that you or that other woman gets a promotion, gets a little bit more power, gets a little bit more self-esteem, their status goes a little bit more up, that seesaw becomes unbalanced. So in part, because we are no longer even anymore, I am, or not me, but there are women out there that will do whatever they can to make that seesaw even again, to level that playing field. And often what we see and how some tactics for how that is done is, you know, you'll get kicked out of groups that you typically were uh, welcome to be in, right? You're no longer invited to lunch anymore. Or they say, let's go to lunch and you're going to get your stuff and they've been gone for 10 minutes, right? So there's that cattiness, that, that, little, that little play, that little uh, sprinkle of tactic, if you will, that some women use to try and balance out that seesaw. Another thing that you'll see some women do in the workplace is talk about you behind your back. Get, gaining allies, gaining people to not like you, that way... They can have like a, a kind of like a gang up effect where then your self-esteem goes down because you feel like you don't have any support in the workplace anymore. And there goes that seesaw getting even again. Right. If your self-esteem is going down, your performance is probably going to go down. And therefore that that dead even rule exists, that that seesaw becomes level again in their minds. Right. It makes them feel better about that power play that they're doing. OK, so power and self-esteem. And the third thing you may see is just you being belittled by this individual at the workplace. Belittled. You know, it could be a boss. You probably had a boss. Maybe you've had a boss that before something happened, before a promotion, before a little more self-esteem boost, before you passed that exam to take you to the next point in your career, you guys were good. But when that happened, when you got a little sprinkle of power, a little sprinkle of self-esteem, this, this woman, right, she then started to find little things that were wrong in your work that she's never pointed out before. And all out of nowhere, you're not her A player anymore. She's found so many things wrong with your work, even if they didn't exist. 
that individual created it for it to exist, that your A player-ness has now gone down to B player mode. And there goes your self-esteem being taken away from you again, intentionally, intentionally. But sometimes the intention is not a conscious intention. Oh, they intentionally want to make sure you don't climb the corporate ladder and surpass them. But they also may not realize that their behavior is coming from a place of unconsciousness. It's not premeditated. They didn't sit down at night at the end of the work and figure out how to make your life miserable. It's just that natural instinct, that invisible rule that women have, some women have, in the workplace. So I found that very, very interesting, that dead-even rule, that invisible dead-even rule. And I just want to add that it's not just the seesaw being level. You both are five feet leveled, right? Equal to equal. You will also see this in situations where you have a manager. And let's say you start to climb up your corporate climb and you start to come closer to your manager's level. And then you get to your manager's level. May not have the title, but you know good and heck well that you can certainly one-up your manager if you wanted to. Your manager may start to see that, and because that seesaw is no longer even for them, for her, right, no longer even, you're no longer beneath them, you're starting to be even with them, and not just even, but you might actually exceed them, they may start to change their behaviors towards you. And you'll start to see everything that we just discussed moments ago. Maybe some shade is getting thrown at you in the workplace. They're giving you busy work to try and knock you down. They're questioning everything. Even the best work you're producing, they're making you second guess yourself to attack your self-esteem. They're doing everything they can do, possibly, that they can possibly do to make sure that that dead even rule exists where you're not going to be at their level, that their seesaw remains balanced in regards to where they see you. So you'll also start to see that as well, or you may see that as well. And that's, I've experienced that personally. It's tough. The second thing that Dr. Sean Andrews mentions is emotional intelligence. As women climb their corporate ladder, and they go from staff to manager, director, executive, right? As they continue to climb that corporate ladder, there is a level of EQ that ultimately will be sacrificed. The emotional intelligence that they had as a team member, where they took the time to value their relationships peer to peer, as they continue to climb, they stopped putting so much emphasis and need into those relationships because they're now climbing and don't feel the need emotionally to be connected to someone who they feel is beneath them in the workplace or on an org chart. So that EQ, there's some, as they climb, some of that emotional intelligence goes away and gets replaced with, so Dr. Sean Andrews says in his article and in his research, gets replaced with some common masculine competencies, confidence, assertiveness, right? Those are those natural male masculine competencies that we see in the workplace that women don't naturally have, not naturally. 
Some of us do, but for the most part, if we're going to take it back to how our genetic makeup is, we don't naturally have these assertive and confident competencies. Those are developed. Those are what we call masculine competencies. Okay, so, so in part, as we continue to climb that corporate ladder, our abilities to nourish interpersonal relationships declines. It gets replaced with assertiveness and also our empathy starts to go away. It starts to lessen and that empathy is replaced with confidence. And some of you take confidence to cockiness, right? So you're losing a little bit of that. The third thing Dr. Sean Andrews in his article in January of 2020 brings, brings to the surface is competition for spots. Because there's not a lot of women in certain positions at work. Those spots are very far and few. And if there is 100 employees and of those 100, five of them are women, then the spots for those five women to climb the corporate ladder become limited. There is 95 male colleagues, right? So they have more spots because there's more of them. But when there's only five women of those 100 employees, then those spots get limited as they continue to climb. So that's climb. So there's that there's that there's that spot, the competition for spots element. And then also what we just talked about, right? In my in my story that I was sharing with you, hardships. A lot of women want other women to endure the hardships they had to go through to get to where they are today. And their mindset is, why should I help you when no one's helped me? Not realizing that they probably got some help along the way. They just forgot about it as they climbed their corporate ladder. They got busy with other things. And that's the fifth point. And, and, and this is not giving executives and, and senior managers and directors, vice presidents an excuse, but it's real. Uh, and honestly, it, it is real. I can tell you, uh, you know, episode one, I told you at 29, I became an executive. I was sitting at those meetings every Monday morning with our executive team. I was in the meetings. I had a voice at the table. My opinion mattered. But with those new responsibilities and that new role, you really have less time than you did on your hands before because you're, you're, you just have way more, way more to do. That's, there's more pressure in your position. So with that being said, time is not your friend anymore. You no longer have time to mentor and coach those other women in the workplace. Or maybe you just don't want to make the time because when you're making the time, you're probably doing it off of your nine to five. Or if you make the time during nine to five, then one of your projects is going to suffer. And maybe you won't meet a deadline. The last point that Dr. Sean Andrews makes in his research and in that article is this idea that we have placed in our society, in our corporate society, this masculine culture. Over time, it has been presumed that the more masculine characteristics you have, that assertiveness, that confidence, that sometimes us women, when we display these traits, comes off as aggressive and cocky, right? I've been called aggressive in the workplace. And my comment to this individual was, if I was a male, 
would you be calling me aggressive or assertive? Because when I think of aggressive, I think of someone who is creating this environment of almost violence, of an environment where you're tiptoeing around because you're tiptoeing in fear of the other individual. You've, you've created this aggressive workplace. And I said, am I creating that atmosphere for you? Do you feel scared of me? And they said to me, no. I said, well, then I think that you're really confusing aggressiveness with assertiveness. But because I'm a female, my assertiveness comes off as aggressiveness or aggression. And that confidence you see that you normally wouldn't see, you're taking it as cockiness, right? My confidence is now coming off as cockiness or excuse my French, but female dogness, right? You know, I don't want to, I don't want to do too much cursing on a business podcast, but you catch my drift. So this concept of masculine culture has taken over our workplace. And so basically what our society has deemed as successful in order for one to be successful they must have these masculine competencies these traits this assertiveness this confidence but when women do it it comes off as aggressive and cocky or aggressive and mm -hmm, yeah you know I'm going with that one scrunchy face like (laughs) so now that we're aware now that we're aware of the why why women don't support women in the workplace or struggle to support women in the workplace, whether it's conscious or unconscious, intentional or unintentional, or intentional and unconscious. All right, I'm switching it up on you a little bit, but you, you can mix it up. If someone is doing something intentionally and they are conscious of their intention, well, that's a problem. And that's that's what the former secretary of, of state was was referring to. Those kind of women, in my opinion, at least this is what she was saying. Those type of women will have a special place in hell. Those ones who are consciously and intentionally at the same time choosing not to support women for selfish reasons, choosing not to help women for selfish purpose. But those women who maybe weren't really aware of the intention, that natural intention, that instinct, they were unconscious in their actions. Well, now, ladies, now that you're aware, as we move forward in our fight, in our battles, in our corporate climbs, I want to practice mindfulness because you're aware now. You, you have education You've been educated. You have the knowledge. You know what to look for. You know what it looks like. You probably thought back to maybe some things that you did that you probably could have done better to help another person. All right, that's okay. Forgive yourself. But moving forward, let's practice mindfulness. Let's practice consciousness. Let's be conscious and mindful of supporting other women because we are so much better. And I say this is kind of cliche at this point, you know, 2021, but we are truly better better together. together. Yes. Yes. You know what, Danielle? 
You talked a lot, like straight through this whole episode, but I didn't feel the need to interrupt because everything you're saying makes sense. And I love how you didn't sit here and point the fingers. And some of the people listening that know you are probably shocked you didn't dive deeper into personal stories that have happened to you with women trying to block your corporate cut and failing to support you. What you did was you recognized that these women may have not been aware of that natural, invisible rule. Mm. And that's so good. Ain't it? That is so good. Well, Sparks, thanks so much for recognizing my uh, my little glow up. You know, I feel like I've matured over the years. We're supposed to, right? Every year we're supposed to get better. We're supposed to age like fine wine. And I feel like that's what I'm doing on my corporate climb, aging like fine wine. Listen, guys, you know what else is going to be good? Next week's episode when we talk about... Hmm. What are we talking about? The art of negotiation. I'm such a negotiator, so I'm, I'm excited for this one. Anybody who's worked with me knows I can negotiate the crap out of anything. I can negotiate prices with W.B. Mason, Staples, Office Concepts, Office Depot, your offer letter, my offer letter. I mean, I just like negotiating. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at negotiating. You know why? Because my mom raised me. If I don't ask, then I may never have. So that's how I live my life. We'll see you next Tuesday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on The Corporate Climb. Take care, everyone. Hey everyone, it's me Sparky. Thanks for joining us today in the Corporate Climb. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter at the Corp Climb. See ya!